0: The man, the myth, the legend, Dave Jackson. All right, easy, easy. Look, I won an award last week. It was really cool, but let's not overdo it then, shall we? Today, on episode number 558, I'm going to be reviewing some gear. Yay, gear! We're going to look at the Simply Sound SS1 preamp as well as a WordPress theme designed for podcasters from the company Second Line. And I'm also going to answer the question hey, what the heck happened with Libsyn Stats? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. I really do deeply appreciate it. If you're new to the show, I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and get you on the road to podcasting in the right direction. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, and that'll save you on either a single course or a membership, you can actually sign up for a year and get two months free. Well, today we are playing with some fun-filled toys, and the first one that we're going to talk about here is from a company called Simply Sound. It's the SS1. It's a preamp, and unlike something like the DBX-286 or the Aphex 230 which I've played with, this Simply... Boost the sound. There's no adjustment of your tone and it gives you 27 decibels of gain. Now, why would I need this? Well, if you're using something like a Shure SM7B, an Electro Voice RV320, many of these dynamic microphones, in fact, this only works on dynamic microphones, don't have a really high output. So, what you have to do is if you're using a mixer, you have to turn the gain way up on your mixer. And sometimes when you turn the gain up, all of a sudden it just turns in like a cat. It's like, (sighs) there's a lot of hiss. So what this does is it's like turning up your gain without the hiss. So I'm going to play you a sample that I did where I plug this into my Zoom H5 with and without it. And so you're going to hear when I go to the without it, the volume is going to get very low. Now, I I adjust that shortly, but I'm, I'm not doing anything with the volume here to fix it because the whole point of this is to hear how much louder it is using this. So here's that sample. All right, so this is me recording through the Simply Sound SS1 microphone preamp giving me 27 decibels, and what I'm going to do is unplug this uh, from the unit and plug it right into channel number two, and uh, we'll hear the difference. And this is me directly. Wow, what a difference going into channel two. Both of these are set at number four. That's hard to believe. Holy cow. So if I wanted to get this back up to where I'm going, I'm now turning up my Zoom and uh, I'm about as loud as I was. So I'm now on number seven of uh, if you looked at the knobs on my Zoom H5, the one four. So this is up at number seven. So this is now the noise that we get based on that. So I'm going to turn this. I'm going to get this to where I'm almost clipping let me get it to where I want it here. So check one, two. I'm up to eight now. Okay, now I'm clipping. All right, so now am I clipping? I'm not clipping, but let me shut up. And now I'm going to plug this back in, and we'll go to the SS1. And this is me back now in the SS1. I'm going to turn this up again until I'm clipping. I'm up to about four and a half now. Check one, two. Okay, now I'm clipping. So four and a half, and I will shut up so we can see the difference in the noise. Okay, so this is me back live, and you might be saying, Dave, I didn't hear a difference. Besides, you got quiet all of a sudden, and then you, when you turn it back up, you weren't quiet. That's because I'm running my. In in this case, I use a microphone. It's an Electrovoice RE320 into the Zoom H5, and the H5 doesn't have bad preamps. They're not the best in the market, but when you're talking about listening through things in earbuds and in cars and things like that, the hiss that the H5 is going to bring is not really a ton. Now, I'm also going through right now, as I record this, I'm going through a preamp, an AFEX 230. So uh it's kind of hard to say, but the cool thing is this goes for $99. Now, that's not a little bit of money, but it's not a ton of cash. So if you are finding that you have to just peg the meters on all of your mixers to get any kind of sound out of your microphone. This would be a great way. And it's really, it's built like a tank. It's this little rectangle black box. And if you've ever seen, there's a, um, a similar product called a cloud lifter CL one. It looks just like the cloud lifter CL one, except this one looks cooler because it's black and the cloud lifter looks a little more like a Fisher price toy. It's blue. The cloud lifter gives you 25 decibels of clean gain. This gives you 27. The cloud lifter is 149. This is 99. Now, the Triton Audio Fethead, you may have heard about this, also delivers 27 decibels of clean gain. Their price is actually a little cheaper. At 89, it's a little different design. It's more like a silver tube, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, But this is more of a black box. And to me, I I don't, I guess I'll start using this. I've never really thought, I'll have to play with it to really get to figure out what the benefit is. Because I've been lucky enough to have decent equipment. But I will say, this thing does exactly what it said it was going to do, which is boost my overall volume. Which, the idea then, if you think about this, if I have to turn down my gain, then any hiss that was then introduced by me turning up my gain would be greatly reduced. So that's the whole thought of that. Makes a great stocking stuffer. I would say that. It came in a little box, and there's just not much to it. Uh, You Basically, you plug one microphone cable into it, and that would go into either your mixer or your recorder. You take another microphone cable, so you do need another microphone cable, and plug the microphone into it. So the mic goes into the box and then it comes out of the box and goes into your mixer or your recorder. So very cool unit. And I was just amazed at, I had no idea what 27 decibels of clean gain sounded like. And this was amazing. So if you're interested in that, I do have an affiliate link. It's at schoolpodcasting.com slash simply sound. And that will take you right there. I should say just in full disclosure, they sent me this unit. I did not pay for this. But I always tell everybody, I will review this, but I reserve the right to say if I think it stinks. And in this case, I don't think it stinks. Uh, I think it's actually pretty cool. I'm just not sure I need it, but I'll be playing with it in the future. Next up, I need to say this up front. I no longer recommend Appendipity Themes. This is a theme I love, and right now I have it on most of my websites. There's nothing wrong with it right now. It's just the fact that the face of the company uh, was last seen online, at least, in late 2016, and they are no longer replying to any support emails. I've emailed them a few times. So it looks a little bit at this point like the lights are on, but nobody's home. And unfortunately, this is not the first time I've gone through this. Uh, Semiologic was a cool theme back in the day. And then Thesis came out. Thesis was a great theme. I loved it. You didn't have to learn any code. And they came out with version two where you had to know nothing but code. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. And I really liked Appendipity themes as they were very flexible. And again, you didn't need to know any kind of knowledge to, to do that. So I found the Divi theme. And it's almost weird to say, but the Divi theme almost comes close to having too much flexibility and people can kind of get overwhelmed because it does your laundry okay it doesn't do your it does everything and you have to spend the better part of an hour just watching videos of all what it can do so you can say okay of those 37 things it's going to do I'm going to use six so it's kind of weird the The good news about Divi is it will do anything the bad news about Divi is it'll do anything and it's a well-managed theme. It has a huge community and awesome support. And you can join Elegant Themes, who that's the people that make the Divi theme, for $89 a year. Or what I did, I bit the bullet, and I paid a one-time fee of $249 for lifetime access. And in addition to their themes, they have some really cool plugins. So it was a great deal. Yes, it was painful, but that was probably two years ago. So it's already paid for itself. And so I started playing with this Second Line podcast. And Second Line is the name of the company. And they have one theme called Dixie and another one called Satchmo. And they contacted me and said, hey, we're making themes for podcasters. Would you like to review one? I'm like, give me one to play with. So I did. And I got to tell you, I was pretty excited about it. It had a little bit of that, hey, the good news is it does everything. The bad news is it does everything. Very, very flexible. But again, this was more... In lines of the Appendipity theme, if you wanted to change the color of your text, the color of your border, the color of your background, the color of this, the that, how big did you want it? Where did you want it? If you wanted to put links to iTunes, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and any other thing, that was easy to do. How many widgets? It's very, very flexible. And I was like, you know what? This might be the replacement for Appendipity. And I was that was yesterday, and I was really playing with it. If you want to see it in action, if you go to betterdave.com, at least right now in October of 2017, I'm using it there. And the one thing I discovered about this is when you buy it, now, again, it's uh, where the Elegant Themes, it's $89 a year or a lifetime access for 249 This was $59. And I did some searching, and that gives you six months of support with extended support at $17.63. What a weird price, a year for the second line theme. So I was like, okay, but then there was one that I was like, ooh, you can only use it on one website. And this is one point I want to make here. When you are dealing with podcast consultants, and I lump myself in that category, you have to look at the person who's giving you the advice, because right now I'm like, ooh, this isn't gonna work for me because I have multiple websites. If you just have one website and probably think you're only gonna have one, or you wouldn't mind putting out another $59 for to use this theme on a second website, then that's fine for you. But for me, I have at least four websites that I'll be using in this song. That's $236. And I was like, mmm. And I've already paid the $249 for Divi. So here again. Here's a guy with Divi, maybe not going to put out the money for the second line Dixie theme. Now, I will say this, second line support has been great answering all my questions very quick, and I've been playing with a, a theme called Dixie. It is doing one thing that I kind of scratched my head on because I don't know any web designer that would go, oh, that's fine. Please uh, resize my images like they're in a fun house, and it skews them. To adjust to the size of kind of your uh, listing, the the way this is set up, and I told them I said this looks awful because if you have any kind of text, it's kind of blurry, and uh, they they sent me exactly what to do, but I would have to go in and edit some of the actual code. Now this means I'm I'm going to need to understand uh, some how to FTP things which if we want to get our geek on, file transfer protocol. And it's basically getting into the back end of the website. And if you ever do this, if you ever edit the actual code of a file, make a copy of the original file and then edit the copy. This way, if you completely hork something up, you can upload the original one and go back to where you were. This is one of those things I've learned from doing this the hard way in some cases. But I was just surprised that, It would allow me, and I understand why it was resizing the image. I just don't understand why it did it in a disproportionate way. I don't know any web designer that would do that. But they said, hey, in the future, we might add this as something you would have to do, you could do on the front end, not in the back end. And I was like, all right, well, that was kind of cool. Now, there is something that was an interesting find, is when you load this, they go, hey, here's a bunch of plugins that are free that we think go well with this theme. And so one of them was this thing called uh, Elementor. And what it is, it's a drag and drop page builder that looks and smells and tastes a lot like Divi, except it's free. And the people at Second Line had actually written a bit of code that worked with this plugin. And so, for instance, I could drag something on it. It was like Post Grid. And when I drag that on, It would basically take all of my posts and I could have them like what some people call magazine style, where you have like three boxes, you know, rows of three. But I could also say, wait, wait, only make it uh, two columns. No, only make it one column. It was very, very flexible. So I like that. I really like that builder uh, on its own called Elementor. So if you want to just play with that, you don't have to get the second line theme to play with that. Now they do like everything else. It is open source, which is kind of nice but they do have more things that you can drag and drop into your page for a fee. And I want to say it's $99 a year for that, but you don't have to do that. There's tons of stuff to do with the free one, but it turned that, that Elementor basically gave it the power of a Divi like interface with a theme that had all the flexibility of changing the colors and social icons and things like that. So that I thought was really interesting and the fact that this works with any theme. So if you're like, Ooh, I'd like a little more flexibility with designing my website. I don't know that I need a new theme, Dave. You might want to check out Elementor. Uh, I'll put a link to this out in the show notes at school slash five, eight, seven. Now, the other thing is, as I said, always consider your source. I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to say it again. While this may or may not work for me, it might work for you. So keep that in mind. At any time you get any advice, because I know there are some people, when you talk about equipment, they will sell you one package. Like, here is the podcasting package. And there are so many variables there that, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Because is your co-host in the room with you? Oh, they are? Okay, then you need two microphones. If they're not in the same room with you, then, you know, they can buy their own microphone or... You know, there's all sorts of things that that go on there that I just don't believe one size fits all when it comes to equipment. So, and again, in my case, I have multiple websites. So right now, I would have to play a little bit longer with this to say, yes, I'm going to use this over Divi because I can do just about everything it does. In fact, I know I can do anything it does in Divi. I just found it a little easier to use than Divi. Not that Divi is hard. Just like I said, Divi has so many options that sometimes you kind of get lost in those. But um, if you're interested in this, I will uh, I'll put links to this out in the show notes. And I will be if you go to uh, if you're not a member of the school of podcasting, I'll be doing a video on this and putting it in my Patreon group. So that is something for those people that want a little more information that's not in the uh, show. But they're like, you know what, Dave, I don't need the school of podcasting. That's fine. I understand it's not for everybody. Uh, And, and, you know, you might be seeing that in the future as well. Again, it's called Second Line, and uh, it was cool. Not sure if I'm going to switch or not, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely got potential. I'll keep you posted. I plan on getting on the phone with uh, one of the gentlemen from the company to, again, just establish that relationship. Because before I start saying, yes, this is the one to go with, uh, I kind of want to get to know the people. It's back. Maybe you've been thinking about joining the School of Podcasting because you get the the private Facebook group. You get the live twice-a-month coaching call but you want a little more face-to-face time with Dave. Well, I did this once in the past and it was a great success. And um, it's called Podcasting in Six Weeks. This is something that's coming in January. And as I record this, I have yet to uh, put the website back up. It's something I did for a couple of years. And then basically at the time, I needed to make some adjustments for family life and it was discontinued. And so I'm bringing it back, baby. So if you're a person that's like, hey, 2018, is the year I'm starting a podcast and I want somebody to, to just walk me through the process. What you're going to get is we're going to meet on Saturdays so that some people love that. Some people hate it because sometimes I can't do it during the week. I'm too busy. Can do it on the weekend. It's going to be Saturdays and we'll meet uh, for basically somewhere between an hour or two on Saturday, go over a topic and at the end of those six weeks, you will be in iTunes. I keep saying iTunes. Apple Podcasts, you know what I mean. Plus, you're also going to get a year of the School of Podcasting. So when we get into the how-tos and things like that, you'll get access to all the videos that already exist. So it's kind of the School of Podcasting on steroids. You'll have the videos if you want to watch them, but you'll also be able to have me steer you through this live on Saturdays. And in six weeks, we're going to go through planning. We're going to go through your equipment, setting up your website, your branding, how to actually get into all the directories. Again, from point A to zero, and at the end of six weeks, you will actually be in all the directories. So if you're interested in that, here's the website. You're like, hey, Dave, I wanna start podcasting in six weeks. Simply go to startapodcastinsixweeks.com. That's startapodcastin6weeks.com. You can spell it any way you want. Because those of you that know me, you know I love domains. I have it spelled out, SIXweeks.com, and I also have the number six. So start a podcast in sixweeks.com. More information to come on this as it rolls out. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is what is up with the Lipson stats, man. Now, if you didn't know this, I work for Lips and have for almost Ah, we're we're coming up on two years eventually. That's the way that usually works. If you sit there long enough, eventually your anniversary will come up and uh, you can get a free month at Libsyn. Libsyn by the way is short for liberated syndication and you can find them at libsyn.com. Use the coupon code SOP free and get a free month. So here's what happened. We rolled out uh, some new stats back in September 18th. Now, we also put out some blog posts about the stats changes, and I've got links to these out at com slash 587. There was also a Libsyn email sent out to all the customers on September 18th announcing what was going on. So if you didn't get that, you might want to check your spam folder. It would go to the email that's registered in your Libsyn account. And Rob Walsh, our VP of Podcast Relations, also talked about it on the feed which is the official podcast of Libsyn. It's at the 52-minute mark. And he explained that things have changed in the podcasting world since 2004, which is when Libsyn started. And apps have changed. All sorts of things have changed. And he actually even mentioned that there may have been some changes at Apple that changed that basically, over the years, started to inflate the numbers. And so... The IAB, and you're like, well, the who? What's an IAB? It's the Interactive Advertising Bureau, and it empowers the media and marketing industries to thrive in the digital economy. Its membership is comprised of more than 650 leading media and technology companies that are responsible for selling, delivering, and optimizing digital advertising or marketing campaigns. Um, let's see here. So here's the deal on this. Here's how I'm explaining it, and you know me, I love stories and I love analogies, so sit tight. Uh, So picture yourself at a a poker game, a really, really, really big poker game. Like just the world's biggest green felt table is in your living room. And there are people there like Audible, Wide Orbit, Ad Large Media, New York Republic Radio, uh, Digital Advertising Consortium, Pacific Content Uh, Rhythm One, Blog Talk Radio, Pandora, Acast, Double Verify, National Public Media, Triton Digital, Westwood One, Slate, Adgear Technologies, AdWiz, Midroll, Raw Voice, better known as Blueberry, Triton Digital, Cox Media, Wondery, CBS Local, Podcast One, Nielsen, Seismic, ESPN, CBS Local, uh, let's see, am I missing anybody, Midroll, Kunde Nest, Seismic, and, of course, Libsyn. So picture all those people sitting around playing poker. And the way they do it is every, you know, every hand somebody else deals. And so they hand the, the cards to the IAB. And they say, hey, all right, hey, on this hand, downloads are wild. And everybody at the table, all those people from the industry went, what? What, what, what? They didn't want downloads to be wild. And I'm using the word wild here because a lot of people in the past have referred to podcasting statistics as the wild, wild west, which is just not true. But we're having fun with this. So for the industry to be able to move forward, everyone at that table Had And that was just some of them. Some of those people had multiple people, some of those companies. But the table had to come together and decide on what would be constituted as a download. And their answer can be seen in a report. Again, links out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 587. In fact, they're currently working on a second version of this definition. But in the end, if you're going to be playing poker at this table... You had to agree to the terms, and that poker game is the podcast industry. If you want to be in the podcasting industry and be one of the big rollers, you had to agree to the terms, and they all did. It took a while for them to do this. And for me, it reminds me a little bit like when the music industry, back in the day, when we went from cassettes to CDs, it was a pain in the butt. You're like, what do you mean? What? They're doing the what? Yeah, we're moving to this digital format. And that meant I had to buy all of my favorite music again. But the audio was better. You know, so I understand why we're going to CDs. Talk about hiss versus clarity. But as a music listener, I didn't have a whole lot of choice in the matter. And I had to go out and buy a CD player. And I remember when I bought mine from Tokyo Shapiro, uh, I think it was like over $200. My first CD was Abacab, for anyone taking notes at home. And um, that's the way the industry went. As a listener, you didn't have a whole lot of say in the matter. If you were going to listen to music, you you were going to listen to it on a CD. And you're like, well, I just replaced all my eight tracks with cassettes. What are you talking about? So, but that's where the industry was. And the numbers now are lower for your podcast downloads because the industry everyone at that poker table that I mentioned, the CBS, the WNYCs, everybody there, decided to move toward a number that was closer to the unique downloads. So I did a little test. And if somebody goes, well, what did we have before if we didn't have uniques? And that's the fun part. That's where you take the total number of downloads and you filter out the bad stuff, the bots, all the other things. And we came up, and when I say we... I mean, basically, in a recent article or a recent podcast uh, that featured Todd Cochran, who was on a, a show called Podcast Ninja, he explained that for years, PodTrack, Blueberry, and Libsyn were very close in numbers because there was this thing called the Association of Downloadable Media, and they had already done this years before at that event. And unfortunately, the Association of Downloadable Media, easy for me to say, uh, kind of just fell apart. Well, we they took that work and gave it to the IAB and said, this is what we started years ago. So basically, Blueberry, Libsyn, and PodTrack were very close back then. Fast forward to today, and again, the way apps are consuming things, and it appears that the larger your file size, and this is from Rob Walsh, he talked about this again on the feed, the larger your file size, not the length, the larger the file size. So if you're one of these people that exports your file at 320 kilobits per second and you make these monster files, because of the algorithm, your numbers were going to be a little more inflated. So last week, if you happen to think, gosh, that's where Dave's file is downloading lower, slower than usual, it's because I was one of those uh, people that decided to export my show and don't do this at home unless you feel like spending, you know, four times as much for your hosting at 320 kilobits per second, the more kilobits you put, the bigger the file. And in theory, the, the better it sounds, but there comes a point where there's no return on investment because people are listening with earbuds and they're in the car. They're rarely in a quiet room with headphones like I'm on right now. So after 24 hours, uh, my file had been downloaded downloaded 1,193 times according to Libsyn. According to PodTrack, I was downloaded 991 times. And according to Blueberry, when I logged into the dashboard, it was 1,748, which is fairly different. But with Blueberry, if you click in and kind of dig into their downloads their unique number of downloads is actually in their dashboard. You just have to know where to look for it. That was 1,247, which was only uh, a couple hundred different. So PodTrack was, um, yeah, a hundred or so less than Libsyn. Uh, Blueberry was about a hundred ish more. Uh, 50 is, yeah. So we're, we're talking when you're talking thousands of downloads, uh, you know, a percentage or So, so, The whole industry is going through this. So it's not like, well, I'm going to move to PodTrack. No, no, PodTrack's using, we're all moving towards this whole, like, here are the rules. Now, here's the other thing. And this is something that you just have to deal with on an ego standpoint. And trust me. I went through this. I had a nice, I had a nice Excel spreadsheet, and I had this cool arc that was just going up and up and up and up and up and up, and now it's going just just a little, just a little up on the limp side the last month or so. And it's a blow to your ego anytime you see the total number of downloads decline. And in some cases, people with really large files lost serious amounts of their audience. And the truth is. And this is where you have to go, no, 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 no. The same people that listened to your episode last week, if you're on a weekly show, are listening to the same episode this week. Unless they all left, because apparently last week's episode was horrible, the same audience is there. You didn't lose your audience. The way it is reported is different. And, you know, I love my analogy. So in a way, it's like if we told time in minutes and you're like, well, you know what? I wish I had more than one thousand four hundred forty minutes in a day. And we all walked around going, yep, uh, we got another thousand minutes to go till it's time to go home. And then somebody got together and they said, look, hey, guys, we're coming up with a new standard. We're coming in with a new standard. We're now going to tell time. We're going to talk about days and stuff, but now we're going to divide the days into hours. And there are 60 minutes in an hour. So now there are 24 hours in a day. And you go, wait, wait, I used to have 1,440 minutes. I had 1,440. And now I have 24? Are you kidding me? It's the same amount of time. I didn't lose any time. It just sounds a whole lot worse. I have 24 hours in a day and I used to have 1,440 minutes. It's the same. You didn't lose any of your audience. They're still there. The reporting has changed. Now, obviously, can we talk obvious here? If you're doing things with a cost per thousand download deal with your advertiser and your numbers tank, that's a whole different situation. And those are the people that are really, 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 and I should also say understandably, Upset that the industry has moved to this standard, but also remember that some of the names that I listed on that IAB Technical Board were from companies like Midroll, AdWiz, and other advertising companies. It, this doesn't make it any better, by the way, but you should have an idea, or those people should have. So, if you go to an advertiser and and I'm assuming Midroll. That's a good question is mid talking to their advertiser saying, Hey, just so you know, the industry is switching to the standard. So if you see your numbers go down, you know, you might want to work with the advertiser. And that is an area I know. I'm not even going to touch that. I don't have advertisers on my show. I don't have any advice for people that are doing that. Uh, that's the people that I would say, talk to Rob Walsh, which I believe they are. And I understand that is a not a fun situation to be in when all of a sudden downloads wipe out your Christmas bonus. I get that. And again, I, I it doesn't make it any easier. It does not. But in the same way that switching from cassettes to CDs was better for the industry, this in the long run is going to be better for that. Um, it hurts anytime your numbers go down. If you go back to the Edison research graph that shows podcasting growth from year to year to year to year to year. And it looks like one year it didn't go up. You know why it didn't go up? Because they changed the criteria of what a podcast was. And at the time I was like, wait, you can't change the criteria, but that's what they did. And so in the long run, the podcast industry is going to benefit from this and move forward. It just It stinks now, and I understand that, but that's kind of what happened from an industry standard. And I was recently in the Libsyn headquarters in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I got a very brief tour of the new stats, and I'm here to tell you, it looked impressive. It was really cool. And we're working on some new features that are slotted at this point to be released in December. So as things move forward, It'll be nice. And and if you have a podcast media hosting company, a la Anchor, a la SoundCloud, a la Squarespace, anybody else we should throw under the bus? That maybe Pinecast. Pinecast kind of rolled out some things for iTunes. So for instance, there are new iTunes tags for things like episode numbers. And if your show is sequential or not. And some companies that kind of like dabble in podcasting, like I like Squarespace for, for your website. I don't use them for their podcast hosting because they don't really, can I just speak? Can, look, it's just me and you, right? They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> SoundCloud. If I was a local musician and wanted to share my music, I'd be using SoundCloud all day they don't know what they're doing when it comes to podcasting. They jumped on it because it was the hot new bandwagon. Anchor, Anchor doesn't know what they're doing. And they just got $10 million to light on fire. You, you can't, like, if I want to change my description in Anchor, I logged into their website, no, nothing there. Logged into the app, nothing there. Um, Anchor really, Anchor is an interesting platform if you want to interact with your audience. I would not, I would not build anything on that. I just, I talked about this in the last episode about free media hosting. So it is going to get better as we move forward. And someday we'll be able to look back and go, yeah, I remember when we adopted the IAB standards, that's how long I've been in podcasting. And that was not fun to go through. So, but at that point, we'll all be talking about different advertisers and how things have moved forward so much better. So that is my little story on from what I've seen and if you, uh, like I say, if you go out to com slash 587, you will see links to all these official announcements from Libsyn, as well as, like I say, if you go out and listen to episode 105 of the feed, listen at the 52-minute mark, you can hear Rob Walsh talk about this even more. And as we wrap things up, where am I going to be? Well... If you haven't heard about this, it's brand new, bigpodcast.com. This is in Nashville, Tennessee. It's October 21st, and I'm just going to be attending that. It's an event run by David Hooper from the Red Podcast and Rick Roberts, who's a comedian, and it's all about growing your audience. Uh, You can find that at bigpodcast.com. I've just been approved to be speaking at DC Podfest. This is one of my favorite events this is November 10th through the 11th. In obviously shocking, it's in Washington D.C. I'll be speaking about is your podcasting making these mistakes. Then, as we go into 2018, uh, February 8th through the 10th, I'll be at Podfest Multimedia Expo, and that is always a great event. That is uh, that's one that's really focused on community and independent podcasters. That's the one that's put on by Chris Kermitzos. and then for my first time ever, I'm so stoked. And I have to say that because it's in San Diego. I will be speaking at Social Media Marketing World. This is the ultimate event on on social media. And I'm going to be leading a panel on podcast monetization. And I've got links to all these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 587. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you like the show, feel free to subscribe to it wherever fine podcasts are delivered. Now, if you're not really familiar with how do I subscribe to a podcast, if you're using an iOS device, just go to learntosubscribe.com and you go, well, what about us Android people? Well, number one, my buddy Daniel J. Lewis just did a great episode on the Audacity the podcast about how to promote yourself on Android. And I'm going to pull an idea that he had. And that is if you just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash android and that'll redirect you to the subscribe on Android website, where if you don't have an app, it will direct you to one. So just go to schoolpodcasting.com slash Android if you're on an Android platform and subscribe. And the cool thing about that, it's free. And the next time an episode comes out, which will be next Monday, it'll automatically show up on your app. So, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope if you're going to start a podcast, I will see you on the inside again. Use the coupon code Listener when you're out at SchoolOfPodcasting.com/slash/start. Thanks so much for tuning in, and until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, and God bless. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you massage your message. I help you choke on <coughs> almonds. Ah, much better. Let's try that again, shall we?